0: The Islanders start strong and finish strong. Got some good goaltending from Simeon Varlamov. That was enough to beat the Blue Jackets 5-2. We have our key takeaways from the game, including a strong performance by Matthew Barzal, and we preview both of this weekend's games against local rivals, the Rangers and the Devils. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. (laughs) And I wrote the book, Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show, but first... If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, uh, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to email us at lockedonislanders@gmail.com. at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live-tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. I'll provide instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with fans during the games and really any time, so feel free to reach out on Twitter and talk some Islanders hockey. Nice game for the Islanders overall. First period was dominant, third period the Islanders were very good, second period not so much they kind of stood around and and were being outskated and 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 beaten to every 50-50 puck and didn't play very well but in the first period Islanders outshoot Columbus 15 to 4 and really uh 15 to 14 to 5 excuse me and and really did a great job out of those five shots only one of those shots on goal Came from those high danger areas that we talk about so much. The area in from the face-off circle down to the crease. Islanders defense doing a great job of clogging up the neutral zone in that first period, keeping Columbus on the perimeter when they did get into the zone, and then really did a nice job of counter-attacking and creating scoring chances throughout this game. So, the first period, it was 2-0, but it could have been even better for the Islanders. And two goals, just 11 seconds apart. First, Sebastian Aho showing what he can do. And, you know, I've been critical of Aho a-, a number of times, mostly for his play defensively. But when you give him time and space, he can be dangerous with the puck, and he showed that by picking up his first goal of the year. A nice move, skated in, and then went short side high on Elvis Melinkins. And then Wallstrom, just 11 seconds later, made it 2-0, and it was just a pretty, pretty uh, first period for the Islanders. In the third period, the Islanders picked it up after a slow first couple of minutes, and Kyle Palmieri ends up with the game-winning goal just 3 minutes and 16 seconds in. And then midway through, Matthew Barzal, who had a strong game, uh, scores on a partial breakaway and that clinches it. Really, uh, Barzi doing his thing. When Matthew Barzal is on, he is skating with the puck and keeping it away from the opposition and creating scoring opportunities and, and plays that lead to good things. And that's what he was doing last night. Whereas when he's not on his game, he'll circle with the puck and skate with the puck and it doesn't go anywhere. And either he loses control or it's a turnover, and you often get an odd man rush the other way. Didn't have that in this game. As for Semyon Varlamov, you know, he had a strong overall performance. And with goaltending in the National Hockey League, you know, he made 30 saves in 32 shots. That's a 938 save percentage. You do that, you're going to win most of your games. But Sometimes it's not just how many saves you make, but how you make them and when you make them as far as the momentum of the game is concerned. And Varley came up with one big save on Patrick Lanay in the third period with the Islanders clinging to, uh, I believe at the time, it was a one-goal lead. And that absolutely was huge for the Islanders. And sometimes late in the first period and, and into the second period, Columbus was putting on some pressure and it easily could have been 3-2 Columbus, 4-2 Columbus. Instead, Varley comes up big, keeps uh, Columbus off the board from doing any further damage, and the Islanders come away with the win, so that was encouraging, and the balance that the Islanders had in this game was encouraging as well. You look at the lineup. No player on the Islanders had more than four shots on goal. You had Wallstrom, Pellick, and Pulak each with four, but out of all of the 18 players that dressed, only three of them did not have a shot on goal in this game. Matt Martin, Casey Sezikis, and Zdeno Chara. And you know what? If I was picking three players not to have a shot on goal in this game, those would be as good a three as any. Uh, balanced offense. They did go to the net more. They created plays offensively. And overall, you just had to be pleased with the way this team played, especially in the first and third period. And just as a bonus, with this sweep of the Blue Jackets in the home and home, the Islanders are now, uh, even with Columbus in the standings, but because the Islanders have played two fewer games than the Blue Jackets, the Islanders are now officially in fifth place in the Metropolitan Division. Now look, they're 15 points out of fourth place and a playoff spot, they're not going to be able to bridge that gap in 16 games. but uh, it's encouraging that after the 008 and 3 slump that this team went through uh, in November and December when COVID hit them so badly, they were in eighth place and now they have climbed past New Jersey, past Philadelphia, now past Columbus. You really get the feeling if COVID hadn't decimated this team the way it did that the Islanders probably would have been back in the playoffs again this year. But obviously that did not happen and it will not happen barring a complete collapse by the Washington Capitals and maybe one or two other teams and and an unbelievable streak by the Isles. But you know what? They're playing better now. You gotta just sit back and enjoy the ride as the Islanders play better hockey. Yes, the Islanders did recall Robin Sallow from Bridgeport on an emergency basis on Thursday afternoon, but Salo did not dress in this game. Grant Hutton played again, and Sebastian Ajo was back in the lineup, so... Salo here, but not yet playing. Kiefer Bellows also playing, although he had less ice time than any other Islanders player in this game, Uh, but he stayed in the lineup, Ross Johnston sitting this one out. So, strong overall performance by the Islanders, and you've got to be pleased with the way they handled themselves for most of this game, and it was enough to earn the win. We've got a lot more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Two big games this weekend against our local rivals, the Rangers. And the Devils will preview both games, tell you the keys to victory in both. And uh, a member of the Islanders' Stanley Cup winning teams who is often overlooked. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. So all that still to come and more on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients become uh, come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, But it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. And you can pick your favorites from 50 different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to, change your delivery date, or update your preferences all on the HelloFresh app. I have tried this food. It's so convenient. You just open your door and it's there. The food is fresh. You don't waste food and it tastes absolutely great. Healthy, fresh food, quick to cook. You just absolutely gotta love it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's promo code HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use promo code LOCK16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. I'll tell you, have you tried the Built Bar Puffs? If not, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever Protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and like all built bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, my favorite, the banana cream pie. They're so good, they're going to be your new favorite. And like all built bars, they're low calorie, high protein, low in sugar, and low in net carbs. Most built bars contain just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which has around 240. Figure out how to make it healthy, and I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Two games coming up. This weekend, tonight, the Islanders face the New York Rangers, and then Sunday uh, afternoon, late in the afternoon, it'll be the Islanders facing the New Jersey Devils. Rangers, in the thick of things, in the Metropolitan Division, they are uh, have 93 points in 68 games. That puts them only three points behind Carolina in the race for first place. And they are coming off a 5-4 to four overtime win over the Detroit Red Wings. They have now won four games in a row, the last three of them by one goal. This game at Matt Friday, and look, we know how dangerous the Rangers can be. Chris Kreider now has 46 goals on the season. He is so dangerous, especially on the power play, 24 of those 46 goals Coming when the Rangers have the man advantage, we know about uh, Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad, and and a playmaker like Adam Fox. You have a former Islander in Ryan Strome, who is very good at passing the puck, and you have Igor Shosturkin, one of the better goalies in the league. Don't know if Ilya Sorokin will be available to continue the Shosturkin versus Sorokin rivalry, but uh, that is interesting keys to winning for the Islanders against the Rangers. Well, we'll get to that in just a minute, but let's talk about the line combinations for the New York Rangers right now. Zabinijad centers Kreider and Frank Vetrano on the top line. Andrew Kopp is the second line center, or Tammy Panarin to his left, Dryden Hunt to his right. Philip Cheadle center. Goodrow on the third line, and then Johnny Brzezinski centers the fourth line. Tyler Mott and Ryan Reeves on either side of him. Uh, those are some pretty good uh, forward lines right there, and it provides the Rangers with a lot of versatility, and they, they added some depth uh, you know, at the trade deadline, and that certainly helped them there. On defense, Adam Fox and Ryan Lingram are the top pair. Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba, the second pair. Patrick Nemeth and Braden Schneider are now the third pair. And then the goalies are Georgiev and Shosturkin. Key for this one Rangers power play ranked second in the league 27.1% success rate. The Islanders have to at least break even on special teams and cannot allow at most one power play goal to this dangerous Rangers team. And then the Rangers have so much speed. Players like Panarin and Fox, uh, so good, and Zabinijad at moving quickly with the puck and and putting the defense on their heels. Islanders can't give them room in the neutral zone to skate. And then the other thing is, if you get Shesterkin, and I think we will see Shosturkin in goal for the Rangers. Test him early and often. The Islanders, it's a little out of character for them, but they cannot be afraid to shoot the puck. And that would be a big step toward a victory on uh, Friday night. And it, It is always sweeter to beat the New York Rangers. Let there be no doubt about that. Then Sunday, the New Jersey Devils, a team that is below the Islanders in the standings. The Devils now actually... Eliminated from the playoff hunt. They had 53 points in 66 games on the season. Got off to a fairly good start and then kind of have slowed down uh, recently. And look, they were beaten uh, badly last night by the Boston Bruins. Just blown out. Uh, They've lost three of their last four, although most of them have been close. Unlike that game in Boston. There is still a lot of young talent on this Devils team, and you can't take them for granted. Uh, players like Jesper Bratt and Nico Highshire and when he's healthy, Jack Hughes, uh, Igor Sharangovich. These are there are is talent on this team. But injuries and inconsistency have really slowed down the Devils. We'll look at the line combinations. Jack Yu centering Saren and Dawson Mercer on the top line. Nico Highshire centers Thomas Tatar and Jesper Bratt. That is the second trio. Uh Boakfast is the third line pivot with Andreas Janssen on his left, Miles Wood on his right, and then Michael McLeod is the fourth line center. Jimmy Visi and uh Nathan Bastian are on either side of him. Dougie Hamilton, back in the lineup. That is a big uh, return as far as the Devils are concerned. He's on the top defensive pair with Jonas Siegenthaler, Ryan Graves, and Damon Severson are the second pairing, and then Ty Smith and veteran PK Subban are the third pair. The goaltenders, Nico Dawes and Gillies, they are really banged up. At goaltending, Mackenzie Blackwood on the IR, Jonathan Bernier on the IR, as is Yanni Koukounen, and Pavel Zaka has been out of the lineup. We'll check his status before Sunday, but overall, that's where the Devils are at. Devils will face uh, the Florida Panthers at home Saturday afternoon before meeting the Islanders Sunday afternoon, so the Islanders will have one extra day of rest Look, defensively right now, is that's the big problem for the Devils. They're 26th in the league in goals against. We mentioned that their goaltenders are banged up. And their power play is not very good. So the Islanders need to take advantage of that, keep the special teams, win that special teams battle. And then I get the feeling that players like Noah Dobson, players like Matthew Barzal, and players like, Uh, Kyle Palmieri will have a pretty good time moving the puck through the neutral zone against the inconsistent Devils defense. So you do those things, and you stick to your defensive game plan, and and the other thing is don't let Dougie Hamilton um, create plays, Uh, and he can shoot from the point as well. You don't want to let him do that. Should be an interesting weekend because, look, let's face it, When you're playing the local rivals, it is always more fun, and we will see how the Islanders fare. You want to stay ahead of Columbus and keep keeping, even if they are only mathematical chances for the playoffs, you want to hold on to those chances as long as you can. When we return, an often forgotten player from the Islanders for Stanley Cup winning teams is our Islanders birthday today. We'll talk about that and some final thoughts about this weekend's matchups. All that's still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info, for all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it, they've got it at BetOnline.net. Bet online remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all leagues this season. Information needs, including live betting and your favorite v- Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders. And we're a day late with this one, I I will freely admit that. But it's not going to stop us from wishing uh, a very happy birthday, uh, a 69th birthday. Gordy Lane. Lane originally drafted in the ninth round by the Penguins back in 1973. 6'1", 185. He had good size. For a uh, defenseman back then, the Brandon Manitoba native played for uh, the Brandon Wheat Kings and the new Westminster Bruins in junior, made his NHL debut in 75-76 with the Capitals back when they were still sorting out their expansion situation. But during 79-80, early in the season, the Islanders acquired Gordy Lane in a trade with the Caps and Lane remained with the team. From the 79-80 season all the way through 84-85, played on all four of the Islanders' Stanley Cup winning teams, 540 career NHL games, 19 goals, 113 and 28 penalty minutes, including 152 for the Islanders in just 55 games in 79-80 after he came over in that trade at one of Gordy Lane's better games with the Islanders. February 21st, 1981 at the Nassau Coliseum. The Chicago Blackhawks are the opponent. Murray Bannerman, the lead for the Blackhawks. Chico Resch in between the pipes for the Islanders. And it was the Islanders on the board first. Our Islanders' birthday of the day. Gord Lane, his second from Wayne Merrick and Gary Howard at 12.15. Islanders up. By a score of one to nothing. Wayne Merrick added to the lead his eighth from Hector Marini and Gary Howitt at 1538 after two periods. Islanders up by a score of two to nothing on the Blackhawks. But the Blackhawks tied it with two goals in the first six minutes of the second period. The first one by Glenn Sharpley, his 18th from Miles Zaharko and Reg Kerr. And then Keith Brown, his fifth from Reg Kerr at 551. We're all even at 2-2, two two, but the Islanders answer back. Kenny Morrow, his second career NHL goal. Wayne Merrick and Hector Marini with the assist at 9:02. And then late in the second period, uh, with Tim Higgins off for interference for Chicago, Bob Bourne. His 25th from Jean Potvan and Stefan Pearson, Islanders up by a score of 4-2 to after 40 minutes. In the third, the Isles continue to score. Clark Gillies is 26 from Bob Nystrom, and Bob Lorimer at 15, and 40 seconds later, Michael Dean Bossy His 56th of the year, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Gord Lane and Brian Trottier with the assists at 258. Islanders in command, or late goal by Reg Kerr made it 6-3, But the Islanders double up the Blackhawks in this one. And for Chico Resch, 26 saves to earn the win. But for Gordy Lane, our Islanders' birthday of the day, one goal, one assist. He was a plus one, had three shots on goal, and picked up two penalty minutes as well. So Gord Lane, steady defensively, not afraid to be physical. Uh, a solid player who is often forgotten when you talk about the Potvans and the Bossies and the Gillies and the Tracheys but a good player and an important part of Islanders four Stanley Cup winning teams he is our Islanders birthday of the day I'm looking forward to this weekend anytime you're playing the Rangers and the Devils in you know two games in three three days I I'm all in and Hopefully the Islanders can keep up the momentum. You know, there is inconsistency on this team. They're not playing at the same level they did a year ago. But if you cut it off from, you know, let's say the end of December to the present, this Islander team is right in the thick of things. And that in and of itself is encouraging. Hopefully they can keep the momentum going and have a strong finish. Like I said, They're not going to make the playoffs, barring a miracle. But let's keep those chances alive as long as we can. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That does it for us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy both Islander games this weekend. Enjoy the Final Four. And, of course, let's go Islanders.